May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. So, Lord, do you want us to command fire down from heaven to consume those people and places that do not receive you? That's a startling question, a human question. We are commanded to love and obey God. Some among us find the way beautiful. The yoke of faith is light. The burden is easy. Other people misinterpret, misunderstand, go astray, and or straight out disobey. For example, we argue about who is the most important. In the verses just before today's reading, the disciples are arguing again about who will be the greatest. That's confidence, right? What about us? Are we that confident that we are obeying God properly? If we are reasonably certain that our discipleship is more suitable, perhaps even greater than another's, how do we correct those who are lost or wrong? It is tempting to call down fire and destruction of all that is wrong. The disciples ask Jesus, should they call down heavenly destruction? This week, the Bible study group asked what they would destroy if they could call down heavenly fire. They couldn't think of anything, but I can. I see so much hurt in the world, so much pain, especially pain caused by my community in Christ, the church. I know the church's inclinations towards racism, sexism, and prejudice against sexual expression. If I could destroy these forces of evil in the world and in myself, I would be so tempted. So tempted. If only all disciples could see the Jesus I see. If only all communities could receive Christ as we receive Christ. But Jesus rebukes. Jesus does not want the disciples to use their power to judge and punish. You know, Jesus tells us again and again, do not misuse power. Do not abuse power. Here it is again. Do not misuse power. And here also, again, is a truth found in tension. Jesus does not want disciples to misuse power, and in case it isn't obvious, Jesus also wants us to be active in the world. Jesus teaches disciples to build God's kingdom here and now. I read scripture as a call to action to do the reconciling labor of inviting God's justice into the world. I read a call to use all my power and authority to find God's ways in the world but not by judgment and destruction. To turn the world to God's way by healing, by reconciling, to find God in peace and in love, which if you think about it is so much more work. It is so much harder to love when everything hurts. It is so difficult to heal when we are frightened. Healing and reconciliation are so much more complicated 
than punishment or destruction. For example, what can healing even look like to align with God's healing in the world? While I cannot claim to have a complete or perfect answer, here is what I am working on now. I sit on the Ecclesial Province of British Columbia and Yukon's Social Eco-Justice Working Group. The church has a province of BC, which is not the same as the government's British Columbia, but that's an aside. Together, this working group has been seeking ways to follow Jesus that takes the invitation to use all our gifts and power to address the world's injustice. And at the same time, we work very hard not to misuse power. We are looking for God's healing justice by walking. In our passage today, Jesus is walking. Jesus sets his face to Jerusalem and he walks. This is particularly noteworthy because for the next few months, all our readings in Luke's gospel will come from this journey. We will hear stories from along the way. It is amazing what we learn when we walk a journey through God's creation at the speed of a footfall, moving to the pace of a heartbeat. There is a destination, but for the next few months, we will read scripture that stays in the journey. And while Jesus walks to Jerusalem in our readings, I am planning walks here, local pilgrimages through our diocesan neighborhoods, This September, in the season of creation, we are planning local pilgrim routes. The first, Saturday, September 3rd, walking to the Fraser River on a path between St. Thomas, our deanery neighbor, and here at Holy Cross. The following week at Fort Langley, we will walk in the wetlands. The next Saturday is in Elder Grove. Then I am going to Sorrento for a week to walk with other provincial pilgrims. On return, on the last Saturday in the season of creation, we are tentatively planning a walk with the St. James community community downtown. You are welcome to all of these walks, though full disclosure, these local pilgrimages will generally be about three and a half hours long between 13 and 15 kilometers, long enough to interrupt our regular routines, long enough for blisters and sore muscles. And I can walk. I can walk far enough to leave the expected and the easy behind. I can walk that far, but not everyone can. A piece of the journey this September, the season the church celebrates creation, is gathering to wonder about all that wandering. Every walk I will take this September will also include a potluck meal, a gathering to collect the prayers, and the learnings from along the way. I invite you to join me on the journey as each of us are able, either by walking or by breaking bread in community. We are walking to follow Jesus, to set our faces in a direction and walk and wonder about what we learn about God's world on the way. I believe that justice starts with being present in a place, the way Jesus was present 
to the people and places he met along the way. We're used to hearing the gospel and understanding Jesus as a teacher. Today, let's notice that Jesus was a wandering teacher, a walking preacher. Jesus did not settle inside the temple and stay there teaching what he already knew to be true. No, Jesus chooses to lead us to the kingdom of God by stepping his prayers into the earth. Jesus walked his reconciling ways in communities. Foxes have dens and birds have nests, but the Son of Man has no place to lay his head. Will you follow Jesus? Walk his ways in our world. But, you say, first I have to care for my family, mow my lawn, read more gospel. Did you notice that in our reading today? Jesus invites those he walks to walk his way, and they say, but first. But first I have things to do. First I have obligations to my family. But first, before I follow Jesus, I have something to do. Before I follow Jesus, I have commitments and limitations. In this passage, these are excuses. And Jesus says, no. Follow now. Walk in the ways of God first. Walk into an expanded meaning of the self. A journey of personal transformation in the most epic sense of the intention of pilgrimage. Jesus is walking to Jerusalem and we join him as we follow his ways, walking in the world and learning about ourselves and God. Also, by following Jesus first, our obligations are met more beautifully. Our limitations are often still true, but held more lightly. Follow Jesus first, and then care for your mother, cuddle the grandkids, and love your neighbor. Follow Jesus first, and then go grocery shopping, make a live, living, and check your pension plan. Follow Jesus first, and then mow the lawn, repair the car, or study scripture. When we follow Jesus first, Additional obligations are filled more abundantly than we could ask or imagine. Today, we are invited to notice an alternative to the quick fix of heavenly fire destroying all actions, beliefs, or people I believe, we believe, you believe are wrong. Today, we are invited to follow Jesus. We are invited to take the long way towards healing and reconciliation. This summer, and then in September in the season of creation, I will practice walking prayerfully in the world. I invite us to walk this summer in long saunters or short bursts, to notice all the nooks and crannies of creation that we see when we slow down and walk. We will hear the songs of birds, the crunch of gravel, and the rustle of litter on pavement. We will smell the car exhaust, dry grass, and our own warm human smells. As we pass, we'll feel the relief of cool pools of shade, the rub of sock and shoe. We will taste water and wine and bread. Together, we will pray for healing and hope for everything we know and understand and pray for all that we do not know and cannot understand. 
When offered the quick fix of destructive fire, Jesus said no. Instead, Jesus turned and walked in the world, bringing healing and hope as he passed.